Hi, you're listening to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. We're back this week. Um, we're broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. Um, Real World is the radio show of UBC Film Society Club. Um, we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations by talking about film. Um, yeah, so if you want to connect with us, definitely let us know. Um, today we'll be talking about the movie Fish Story which is from 2009 and is directed by Yoshihiro Nakamura. Um, our film liaison for UBC Film Sock, Clara, picked this film for us. Um, yeah, we didn't write a <laughs> bunch of notes on it, but we all watched it last night, so it's very fresh in our minds. Do you want to present ourselves? Yes, that would be good. I'm Alex. I'm the bookings manager of Film Society. I'm uh, Augustine. And I'm uh, computer operations at Film Society. And I'm Clara. I am the film liaison at UBC Film Society. Ooh. And Jin can't be with us today, but she will be back next week. Um, yeah, Fish Story. I haven't actually watched a Japanese film in a while, like a contemporary, mm. more contemporary film. I feel like a lot of things are really old or, you know, like 80s, 90s kind of stuff. So this is definitely an interesting... Like post-2000s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the classics are like always like the older ones that they make you watch in like film studies classes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah, and it's definitely... I feel like we watch a lot of... I don't know, like a lot of the same directors are recycled in those mm -hmm. classes, like, you know, Kurosawa and things oh. that are just very like film studies <laughs> type of, um, I don't know, names that go around. Um, but this one, I feel like, is pretty small. Like, it's not super well-known. I don't know. When I tried to look it up on Wikipedia, there was, like, a three-sentence description oh. on the entire <laughs> page mm -hmm. versus a lot of the other films we've talked about. There's a lot more yeah. happening. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So I guess if we just want to start with plot stuff... Um, is not what I thought it would be about. Like, just judging from what Clara had told me and oh, yeah. the, like, <laughs> summaries I saw online, it was about a band that kind of preempted punk rock. Like, they made music before the Sex Pistols did, yeah. um, but never really got credit for it or it was never listened to popularly. Um, so that's what I thought the and main story would be about. And I thought the main story would be about, like, post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> yeah, survival. Yeah, because before so. we watched it, you were like, isn't this kind of horror movie or something? Like, what? <laughs> no, it's about a band. It's like a music movie. Because what what I understood from what Clara was saying is like, oh, it's punk, post-apocalyptic. And like, well, that just like sounds like Mad Max to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not know what to expect at all. And then sci-fi. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, within the first like 10 minutes we know that there's a comet coming and I, yeah. yeah i was not aware of that part of the story at all well i wasn't i was surprised by the fact that it was before mm -hmm. the end of the world it's right? apocalypse not post-apocalypse yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah it's like doomsday yeah yeah or 2012 yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i guess back to the plot there's that band and they're making music in what the 70s yeah, 75. That's yeah. when they record it, yeah. Um, and then they kind of, they break up, the band breaks up because of issues with the record company and with kind of within the band. Um, but the movie actually starts with it nearing the end of the world. So you see the comet yeah. going through the sky and then this guy in a wheelchair is making <laughs> his way over to this record store where other people are just listening to music until the end of the world, I guess. Well, they don't know. But they're, yeah, the they're very much in denial about it, <laughs> or they think that something's going to save them. And they have all these theories about, like, the Go Rangers, which is kind of like the Power Rangers, I think. Similar yeah. idea. Totally I mean, it's Rangers. like, okay. what, what's it called? Because uh, they're like five heroes that all wear different colored suits. Yeah, exactly. Sounds yeah. like similar to Power Rangers. A um, Sentai, this Super Sentai. Mm -hmm. a type thing so they're hoping that something like that is gonna save is them, gonna save them the i guess rest of the city has completely evacuated like, yeah they're not convinced and the, and the guy in a wheelchair he's just like going around and he's like oh i know that it's not nothing's gonna save us and i'm gonna tell everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell the plot totally because it's not chronological you know yeah, it's, it's very not disjointed and yeah. i don't know then we go back to like the 80s where 
people are listening to that band, Fish Story, which is also the title of the movie. Um, yes. And they're... No, the band is n- the not band is, Fish it's Story. It's the song, though. The they're song listening is to Fish the song, story. Fish Story. Yeah. And there's... The band is Gekirin. Yeah, there's this one-minute-long gap in the song <laughs> that just goes silent in the recording. So they are saying, like, if you could hear a woman scream in that one minute of silence, then you have, like, the sixth sense and stuff like that and you I don't might know. be cursed yeah this part of this part of the movie i was really confused what the point of and was. and at that point i was like told you it was a horror movie <laughs> but then nothing really <laughs> but then nothing happens but <laughs> um yeah and then there's a guy who's driving that car where they're listening to that recording mm. and he is a really like timid kind of weak person i guess is that horrible to say? I just like weak. No. Well, he, you he, are can't, weak. he can't stand up for himself and he just yes. lets himself get bullied. And he's very scared he also of the. Get yeah. Yeah, um, he lets yeah. other people get bullied. So eventually, it gets to this point where he's in a position where he can save this girl who's being attacked or walk away. And he starts walking away. I was really. That part was really stressful. I don't like him. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then he takes a stick and. Uh, uh, like I assume he stops the guy from attacking her. So oh, that's you, what. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you missed when you fell asleep. Oh, what, yeah. what happened? Well, after that, we see uh, that he just smashes the head of the guy. So uh, he did stop him. Yeah, he does stop him, and then he marries the girl. The girl who's being attacked. Mm-hmm. And okay. Then their child becomes the champion of yeah. justice. <laughs> I see. Yes, disclaimer, I fell asleep in the last 20 minutes <laughs> of the movie where a lot of things happened. Um, but then, yeah, so then we meet that son, the son of those two people. This yep. is so difficult to explain. It's di- it's, you're going gonna, gonna to have to bear with us <laughs> and just try and understand. We're going to try and uh, talk about the way it's shown in the movie in terms of like little tidbits of, of uh, narrative. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it all makes sense. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so they're on another part of the movie is on a ferry. And this girl gets stuck on the ferry because she forgot to get off at her stop. And then there's a hijacking and people are shooting guns. And this chef guy that she met, he's like a young man on the ferry. Very handsome. <laughs> like an anime character. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He tells her the story beforehand where he's like, I've been training my whole life. My mind and body are like perfectly sound and (laughs) well-trained to be like he said that his dad wanted him to be a champion of justice and let's remember his dad is the guy who was really timid and didn't want to stand up for himself but eventually did but and who was encouraged by uh, to stand up for himself by a girl which he let he did not stand up for when she got attacked but she told him you should stand up for yourself because also you're gonna be very important in saving humanity later i can just feel how like mumbo jumbo this is getting so is the movie kind of yes it, i didn't i didn't know it was happening for a lot of the movie you're just like what does this have to do with anything yeah but this champion of justice guy he um attacks the hijackers on the boat and you see he actually is like a really skilled fighter and stuff um but then when he goes to attack them one more time, like hopefully to save everyone, it kind of fades out and we just hear gunshots. We don't know if he died or if he was successful in his rescue attempt. Um, so then that part is kind of just left for yeah. the end, which we find out later. Um, and he was successful. Yes. I feel like I can't explain the rest because I wasn't awake. <laughs> It's not because the movie's boring. It's just really I tired. was just really tired. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happens after that. Then we go back to the band. And how they and like, how created the song, right? Yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, back in, like, 1975, this band is, like, going nowhere. Um, and a manager, like, picks them up at, like, this, I don't know, like... A weird little lounge where like nobody likes their music and they're trying to like get booed oh, off really stage. Like that scene. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and they're like insisting on like playing really hardcore like punk rock music. Um, and then they fight with everyone. Yeah, and then they get into a fight the and they start like treating the crowd as if it was like 
a really a hardcore yeah, mosh pit. Um, but it's like a bunch of like rich dudes who are there to like smoke cigars. Um, <laughs> and then the manager like kind of like takes them under his wing and he actually appreciates their music and tries to get them produced. Um, and then they go through like this whole like period of like knowing that nobody wants their music and nobody like it, nothing will sell um and then like fish story ends up being the last song that they're ever going to record because Be- because like yeah. there's the whole thing with the studio manager where he's like oh uh yeah we were, you signed for three records it's done we're only going to do one and you end up knowing that only one of the members is going to be signed for like later stuff mm-hmm. so it's like really and in many ways, this movie is about end of times, right? Like, all the time, it's, like, the end of something. The mm-hmm. It's going to be the end. And 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 I feel like characters kind of relate with that. Well, like, you know, do what they do because of that. And so, your story <laughs> is their last song. Yeah, and it, like, emerges, like, on their last night, like, before they go into the studio, they know they're never going to get to play together again. Um, the, like, band leader, who's the guitarist, I think, um, mm. like, came up with this song, like, he was inspired by this book he finds. Um, called Fish Story. That the, Yeah, called Fish <laughs> Story. The book was called Fish Story that the manager randomly acquired somehow, which we also find out in another timeline. Um and then they he all show up. He basically just quotes the book, right? In the yeah. Song. He no, he like, kind of oh, changes it. He wrote it. it. He did? Yeah, like, like a few words. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the producer was like calling it plagiarism, but he was like, no, it's quoting. <laughs> and no one's going to care anyway. <laughs> and it's really, really weird lyrics. Like you hear the song very early on in the movie. In the movie. I'm if trying to find them in English. my solitude were a fish, yeah. it would be as big as a whale it or would be militant. militant oh yes like yeah. very i mean obviously we're not getting the best translation also but um yeah That's i don't know i didn't i didn't know how to connect the lyrics to the broader message of the film or like what it meant in the big scheme of things mm-hmm. and which it does later explain but yeah, yeah the song it has really 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 bizarre lyrics and then we also get to see what happened in the moment of silence that was cut out of the tape Mm -hmm. because earlier in the film but later in the timeline there's like all this mythology surrounding like what happened in that minute like did someone get murdered or like someone was screaming and the producers didn't like it and they had to cut it out Mm. and then it turns out to be like kind of a a naive soliloquy is what the producer called it yes um (laughs) where the band singer started talking about like oh will anyone like is this song ever gonna reach anybody like is anyone out there like can you hear us it's so sad if you can't yeah, yeah. very existential yeah i guess yeah and that made me think too about the ending of the world that like if nobody's out there and we're all just gonna you know vanish or or something yeah but <laughs> I feel like there's a whole, like, positive thing. Like, yeah, it's always the end of these things, of these people. But it ends up saving the world, you know? Like, uh, yeah, no one listened to their song. But, oh, they did the song. And then one person, while the period of silence, could hear a woman scream and save her. And you know stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i guess i didn't even remember that that song very 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 indirectly did save the world yeah exactly because of that moment of silence mm-hmm. like the champion of justice was born basically and then allowed the girl to save the girl to save the girl who went into space and did all the calculations so that to destroy could. the meteorite <laughs> wow <laughs> that, that's what i missed in the last but um, and I I don't know I get the solitude part right like he said it was existential and I think that's the whole thing right like they all these people feel very isolated from each other but they connect in so many ways you, does that make sense Yeah I guess so I oh, don't know I, I wish I was more awake during the movie Yeah <laughs> I guess they're just connected by like listening to like a piece of art basically that was just kind of like 
an obscure cult piece that kind of like affected them in their own way right like mm -hmm. and yeah and also just the fact that they're connected in their own solitude but also mm -hmm. they meet people yeah actually what i was thinking about when he like was doing his like soliloquy about uh -huh. like how we're all alone and like can we actually connect is that like even though they took that part out of this song the silence is what allowed the song to be that message to like connect yeah um yeah so they still got to connect without that um weird monologue um and also they kind of like, like the band was the most self-aware sort of um group of characters in the whole film i think like because they had that moment when they were like in the bar after um and they were kind of like all discussing like what's gonna happen to them and their music mm -hmm. and they all like understand that like oh maybe someday something will like yeah affect yeah. other people in like a weird way even if it's not in our time and we don't get to see it mm. was yeah. that near was that near the end that i missed that i think, uh, I think you were, that's when you were starting to be at tv <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's i don't know i wish i watched that part i, I feel like it's really i don't know i yes existential but also very relevant to like the act of art making yes. or mm -hmm. creating things yeah. and that you you don't know there's no guarantee that anyone will ever interact with it or engage with it or listen mm -hmm. but then it's like why do you do it you know what's the point and i think in their final recording where they record fish story it's very much like they they all they all each of the band members end up saying this they're like oh well it's not going to sell mm -hmm. the record's not going to sell <laughs> but there's still they still want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's very kind of like carpe diem-y where mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, even if it's not going to go well, we're still going to do our best and we're still going to make this cool song. That we like. and yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Even separated from the whole end of the world plot, I feel like that's just interesting in general for anyone who makes stuff, um, whether or not you're concerned about your audience, if they're a present thing, um, I don't know. It makes me think of all those stories we hear about people who their work doesn't become famous till after they die and mm -hmm. things like that, mm -hmm. like very posthumous. Van Gogh and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, we imagine that, like in our in our lifetime, it's so accepted as genius and, um, I don't know, like high art or that kind of thing. But when he was alive, it wasn't that way. So I just wonder if he ever had a similar thought that was like is anyone out there like is anyone ever gonna look at this or enjoy this mm -hmm. i don't know that, th that thought just occurred to me <laughs> maybe we could uh yeah i think yeah. it'd be a good time to take a quick break now that we're talking about music and stuff like that yes um so our first song up is swimming by caro caro bonito um i tried to pick a few songs for today that were by Japanese artists or like mixed Japanese artists. Um, not all of them are, but I thought it'd be a fun addition to it. So here we go.
The PUSH International Performing Arts Festival is celebrating its 15th year this January. The festival brings the best of contemporary performing art from around the world and across the country, right here in Vancouver. Featuring genre-bending work in theater, dance, multimedia, music, and film, PUSH is proud to present work that explodes notions of what performance is and celebrates artists whose work starts conversations. Tickets are on sale now at pushfestival.ca. Are you looking for a short escape? This January, join the Vancouver Short Film Festival on a journey through 39 films made by BC filmmakers. The festival features five 90-minute screenings, door prizes, and the opportunity to rub shoulders with BC's up-and-coming filmmakers. You don't want to miss this. With a ticket to any screening, you can attend the opening and closing parties and revel in the amazing work cooked up by talented local filmmakers. Keep it short at the 2019 Vancouver Short Film Festival on January 25th and 26th at the Van City Theatre. For more information, head to vsff.com. All screenings are 19 plus.
And we are back with The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. Um, our lovely host, Jen, has joined us today. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> made it. Hello. Um, yeah, we're all on the, the fish story boat right now. Um, Very nice. In the bowl. In, in the, the fish, fish bowl. bowl. Yes. Um, I don't remember what we left off talking about. We left... Uh, you guys were chatting about something during the break. Yes. Let's jump right into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were pondering on the the what fish story meant like uh the wor- the 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 words fish story because it it said in the movie that uh it's revealed after they record the song that the book they based the lyrics on has the re- one of the reason the um, the lyrics don't seem to mean anything is that it's just been translated really badly from english to uh, Japanese. I also do believe that the book they translate from is the one that is that the movie is based on, because uh, the movie is based on the novel. What is the novel about? Did we ever uh, we heard know. about that? I don't know. Like like in real life, you mean? Is this a real life book? I, I think yes, it, is. it I says you're making big claims <laughs> here. No, no, no. At the beginning of the movie, it says uh, based on the novel. I totally missed that. Oh, no, but I think that's just, like... I feel like that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I think it's part of, like, the song is based on the Yeah, I think it was a part of the movie that that thing was shown at. Also, disclaimer, I didn't see the beginning. I didn't see the end, so... Oh, okay, we we can piece it together. two halves of a whole. If it was actually based on a novel, Wikipedia would say so. Wikipedia would say so. Yeah, Wikipedia is real lacking on this film. That's true. It doesn't have a lot of info, and I wonder if there's more like in Japanese, like criticism and stuff like about it. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, well, how how big was it? Like in how big was it? Sorry, <laughs> I they were pointing me towards the mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering like how big was it in Japan and like at the time it came out. Was I can't it? even find like box office things for oh it. My I God. just get results <laughs> for Big Fish. It had like a successful like international film festival like run, which is how oh. I heard about it. Like, or my parents heard about it and told me about it as a kid um, in 2009. Right. Um, so it, like, played in Singapore and the U.S. Um, but I don't know about Japan. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever hearing about it when... Wow, it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who oh. would have thought? <laughs> but also very few reviews. Yeah. So, okay. I the like the people who have chosen to watch this were a very specific group of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so okay. The, the Maybe it's song. not based on a novel <laughs> then. But you know, there's a play with that, right? Do we wanna do we wanna play a clip of the, the fish story song Ooh. from the movie? Sure. The actual song. Um let's see if we can pull it up. Okay. Oh uh, but you won't have the subtitles. Oh yeah, so you'll just have to uh, it starts it with if my solitude were a fish. この孤独が魚だったら
So that was um, part of the actual song in the movie, Fish Story. Um, yeah, we didn't include the part where it goes to the one minute of silence and then he has his whole, quote, naive soliloquy. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a cool song, honestly. I would listen to that outside of watching the movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But going back to, like, what Fish Story means, um, they actually um, mention that Fish Story is just... It just means like it's an exaggerated, like a tall tale, basically. Yes. Um, yes. And the book itself, like the whole thing about the translation being like really bad, um, basically, they just all agree that it means nothing. Um, but also, like, it's a f- like everything in this movie would be a fish story, yeah, right? Cause it's like, but the writing of the book itself, the fact that this guy. Uh, who didn't know uh, English and was like, oh, I need to feel Mm -hmm. to make believe that I do. And so I'm going to try and translate it using the dictionary that I have is a fish story Mm -hmm. itself. And then and then when they were saying like, oh, this song is going to save the world, like and then they're like, haha, that's a fish story. Like, yeah, it was a cute like (laughs) little meta joke. And yeah, doesn't this kind of remind you of Big Fish, the movie, if anyone has seen that? Of course. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We were talking about that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess the title itself really relates to, but just that everything happens to him is just like extreme, extraordinary. But isn't it the reason why Big Fish is called Big Fish? Yeah, yeah. But just in terms of plot, you know, yeah. like these unbelievable things happen yeah. that wouldn't happen in normal life. Mm-hmm. Assume, assuming. And like the most believable, like realistic part is actually, I feel like the story, the band story. Yes. And them just, like, trying really hard to, like, make their art and, like, get it out there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was wondering about the guy in the wheelchair. We see him at the beginning, <laughs> and he's just this very kind of cynical character who, um, I don't know, he's, like, rubbing in, in the other people's face that he did everything he wanted to do in life and that they didn't do anything. <laughs> Um, and then we also see him earlier in the film or like later, but in an earlier timeline is that he is one of these kind of like fake prophet people who is trying to sell the idea that the world is ending, but then the world doesn't actually end in 1999. So he has to like backpedal. And then he says it's going to end in 2012, which in the present of the film, like he's right. There's a comic coming in 2012. Um, but that doesn't end up happening either. Yeah. I feel a little bit bad for him, maybe. He's kind of like, his <laughs> plans are always foiled. Moment, he's wrong. And also, he didn't get treated for cancer because he thought the world was going to end, and then it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and all, everything he did was paid with, like, a credit card. So he's in a world of but pain. His world is ending, basically. Yeah. Even if everyone else's wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, but in the way, that's what he wanted, right? Um, I feel like uh, this person and also like the because he's not the only one the only annunciator of the end of the of times in the movie Mm -hmm. uh like literally and also like figuratively Mm -hmm. like right the studio guy is also kind of that Mm uh for the band i mean um but but you know how like everything just pulls through that that cynicism that that annunciation and how like uh they're wrong, you know. People they uh, they do what they want when they know the end of times is coming, and then they can, and then things turn up well, you know. Like even when he these when he talks to the record people, like the um, people who, who listen to, who? to music, the guy in the band. Uh no 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 the the the, the wheelchair guy. I feel really bad calling him that. Also, he doesn't need a wheelchair; he can walk. Yes. So the the <laughs> just <What>? to clarify, <laughs> yes, he's just like moving around in a motor chair just because he wants to. He's annoyed or whatever. Uh, but him. he, yeah, he's like he confronts with the people who listen to music, and they just like, oh, I'm just gonna listen to music for the end of the world because that's what I like, mm-hmm. and let's listen to Fish Story. Um, and he's like, oh, you're just so stupid, you listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. There's um a film we watched in Canadian cinema. I think it's called The End of the World. 
I want to say that's what it's called. Anyways, it has Sandra O oh in it, so it's really good. Um, but that's like very similar. It's all about the lead up until the end. Like the end is kind of mm-hmm. the very last thing. And I think in that film, it, the world actually does end, which is a little uh, bit sad. But because it's the end of the world, like people are more motivated to do things that they wouldn't have otherwise. Which I don't know if exactly applies to this, but that idea of just kind of being like, whatever, it's it's <laughs> it's over, or it's not going to sell, or nothing's going to happen. Like you might as well just do it. I feel like is a important attitude. I mean, it's very existentialist. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah. called Last Night. Last night. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. It's a really good movie. I really liked it. We should do that for a another one. <laughs> I still want to have my Sandra O. Oh, like commemorative Ooh, episode where yes. we just watch like two or three Sandra O oh movies. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. And especially because she just won a mm-hmm. Golden Globe. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, maybe let's take another quick break for sure. some songs and ads. Um, my next song coming up is First Love slash Late Spring by Mitski. Um, yeah, and then we'll have a couple ads after that. And we will be right back.
Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 there's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help, and all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. Just is fast, very aggressive, and loud, you know, music, angry music. Mr. Steeston Mike, welcome to the Flex Your Head Show on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. I'm um, here every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Playing some punk and hardcore for you. Uh, if you want to hear something, feel free to give me a call at 604-822-2487 or swing by flexyourhead.net and send us an email with a request.
Um, we're back with The Real World on CTR 101.9 FM. Um, that last song was Fruitless by Bridal Party from their album Negative Space. Um, Bridal Party is actually playing tonight at the Wise Hall in Vancouver, if you want to check them out. Um, anyways, we're back to Fish Story. Um, we have a horrible habit of talking about the movie when we're not on air, so now we're... Um, it's just less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and all my, all my like, creative thoughts come out in that moment as soon as, as soon as the mics are off like i'm really good off air i swear <laughs> just just so you know this conversation we had just before that you won't get to hear it was it was amazing. probably Phenomenal. the best conversation i had in my whole life um, like in the history of we were we were talking about the end of the movie and just overall how like as much as we like the movie it's very I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say poorly done. I don't think But it's it just feels done. like a little superficial maybe. Yeah. It just doesn't leave me with much. But I guess a lot of like kind of arbitrary existentialist movies are um not not going to like leave you feeling great or make you cry or things like that. But, mm. like, it could have. Like, there's enough there for, like, a good crying moment, I feel like. But mm. it it didn't ha- it didn't hang on to them. Like, it, it was like, okay, this is happening. Let's move on. Because the mm. world is ending. So you don't have time for, like, an emotional breakdown is yeah. what I felt. Yeah, like. and it was very quick moving from, like, each little storyline to the next. So as soon as you're kind of, like, absorbing one, you're yeah. you're on the, the next one. Because, like, the band thing could have been a movie itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought the movie would be. And <laughs> honestly, and I, wonder, I wish yeah. that's what it was. And I wonder if it started that way. Like, it was going to, like, focus more on the band. Because I feel like they were the most developed as characters. Like, they had the most, like... I mean, there's, like, a little more backstory with them. Like, mm-hmm. we know, like, one of the guys has, like, three kids at home. And, like... Um, and we just, like, see their relationships like develop in a slightly more genuine way i feel like um whereas all the other characters were almost just to like just to prove that their story like that their songs saved the world mm-hmm. yeah mm. that it w- th- they were they were not meant to be but they i think but they the rest of the characters were like supporting and just like um reinforcing the greatness of this band as like a prophet of some sort sort of thing but well, no, no, I feel like they don't have that. Like, yeah, yeah, that importance. Or the song itself, like the creation, the product. I or because I, mean, I feel like what they're, um, you know, praising in a way, is like the fact that it is very unimportant. Mm-hmm. All of that, you know, that is happening, but uh, unimportant in itself, but then important when it relates to people around you know i am out of opinions on this film (laughs) it's ruined me (laughs) one question i have is like kind of what makes it different from like roma because we talked about it last week and how we perceived it Mm. um like what makes a film easy to talk about or good to talk about or like seem like it's really good because like you watch roma and you're like wow it's like a good movie but with this movie it's like i mean i really liked it and i really loved the band section i feel like that's what made it for me like watching the band interact and like mm-hmm. talk Noah. about their crisis in art but well roma i don't know it's also just like more beautifully shot like there's more thought i think that goes into like the aesthetic of it not that mm. this wasn't thought out but it's just very 2000s to be honest. <laughs> yeah they're but just they're just uh, different they're not like necessarily opposite in quality or anything they're just like really different vibes different stories different amount of like character development and emotional yeah it's not about the same thing no it's not yeah i really enjoyed the movie and for me i I didn't think it was um too superficial or whatever i I understand that it looks that way like because i get that like that you know switching from one thing to another and then it's really sometimes aestheticized, like, the whole, like, part on the ferry where he fights everyone is, like, uh, you know, that doesn't say any much anything much more than he just trained to fight and he's fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just enjoyed, I guess, I just enjoyed the fact that um, people do things in face of, like, a 
lot of other more things. You know, they stand up from themselves, right? Uh, or or they stand up when maybe it's not the best idea. Um, but there's this idea of like pushing themselves to do something that has no point. And then the fact that it has no point kind of wraps up together. And I guess that's maybe a shortcoming, you know, because, you know, then it doesn't support its own mm -hmm. thematics on like having no point during the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like the things are the way they relate are similarly so hazardous and random that all of that, I don't know ties in neatly mm -hmm. together and that's why i think my favorite aspect of the movie is uh well the, the band but like not the band itself but the manager yeah he was which i thought that i which i thought was really um moving well not moving but like um uh i could i was attached to him <laughs> If, uh, if that's a word that you could use in mm -hmm. English. Uh, but um, because he he is the one who has the book fish story. He enjoys it. He shows it. Um, and he supports this band, right, into what they're doing. And he, even though he's not part of the band, he doesn't do music. He's older than them. He doesn't maybe understand them in the way that they would like to be understood. But he understands what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And they seek his approval at the end. They're like, does the manager like it? And he's like, yes, like secretly, so the producer doesn't yeah. know that he likes it. But And, uh, and uh, yeah, he, and and then he's the one who shows the, the Go Rangers to his son, and that whole mythicality arises mm. from that. But, yeah, that's what I liked about it. Thank you. <laughs> um, that might be a good place for us to wrap up. Um, we'll be back next week with The Blob, I think, is what we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, my choice. Um, if I, I think I can make it, so hopefully. We okay, we will yeah. be blobbing it up next week. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we will see you next thank time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC.